On today's episode of the Shoot for Success Photography podcast, we're looking at a case study with a student of mine who's gone from making $300 a session to over $3,000 a session, and we're breaking down a couple of the things that she's done to make that possible. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Sean Brown, and if you had told me years ago that I would be a professional photographer today, I would have said that you were crazy. Since then, I've been able to grow my photography business to six figures per year and haven't looked back. Now, with over eight years of experience of figuring out what to do and more importantly, what not to do, I help photographers build the thriving photography business that they've always dreamed of so that they can have more time, flexibility, and freedom to do what they truly want to do. And you wanna know the best part? I'm showing you how to make that happen for yourself in this audio series. This is Shoot for Success. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. So excited to have you all here, and we're pumping out another case study today that you guys get to hear about. But before we get started, if you have not gone over to iTunes, left a review, and then sent me a screenshot of that review so I can actually tell whose review it is, make sure to do that because you could be entered to win a 45-minute mentorship with me. All you got to do is just direct message it to me over on Instagram so that I have your contact info and can get a hold of you. And then I'm also going to be doing the same for just those of you who screenshot the podcast while you're listening to it and then share it over to your Instagram story so that all your photography friends can also follow along, listen to the episodes, all of that stuff. So in today's episode, I've got on Erica, and she is actually a student of mine inside the Senior Photography Academy. But when I heard some of her numbers, namely going from $300 a session to $3,000 averages, I knew that I had to have her on the podcast and talk to her about what she's doing and kind of what she did to take a step a step back and reassess where she's at in her business to actually allow her to get to where she is today. You know, sometimes the saying is sometimes we just got to we got to pause, we got to listen to what we, you know, figure out what we need to do before we get to go forward. And with Erica, that's more true than ever. So we're going to be diving into what she did to take a step back, what she did to actually overcome some of the things that were holding her back, you know, centered around knowing numbers and her why and differentiating factors and how ultimately learning how to use those as a tool and to her advantage allowed her to reach the success that she has today. So really excited to have her on and can't wait for you all to hear this case study interview. Hey, Erica, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you? I am excellent, and I am so ecstatic to have you on the Shoe for Success podcast today. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being a part of it. And I wanted to have you on. Um, you and I, we've actually gotten to know each other fairly well over the past year. We can talk a little bit later about how we how we met, but you have been one of those photographers that call them like the rising stars in the photography world and absolutely doing everything correctly in your business and absolutely crushing it. So I wanted to give you a chance to uh, introduce yourself. I almost made up a new word. Uh, Introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are, kind of what you specialize in, where you're located, just kind of like a 30, 60 second snippet of, of who you are and what you're about. 
Thanks so much, Sean. And those words mean so much coming from you. I really appreciate it. I am in Maryland and I specialize in teens and senior photography. And I've been in business for about 16 years. I actually have been working really hard over the past years to, to um, revamp my business. And I thought I was doing great. And I, since I met you, I realized um, after taking your senior photography mastermind group, your senior photography academy, your TikTok crash course, your video class, which has been amazing. All of them have been amazing. And all these free podcasts you've been doing. Um, I realized something has been missing in my photography. And with you, I've been able to put the pieces together and really move my business to the next level. That means the world to me. Because that's honestly, it's like, that's actually how we met is through the Senior Photography Academy. I didn't want to spill the beans, but we'll let you, uh, we could talk a little bit about that later. But that's how that's how we met. And one of the things that's been awesome to see is you grow as a result of that and getting to really coach you in your business. But that kind of leads into one of the things I really wanted to chat about with you today on the podcast, which was really what you've learned as a result of that, that has essentially kind of catapulted your business to to where it is today. But you didn't start the traditional route uh, with photography. You actually, you went and uh, you're a lawyer and transitioned into photography. So tell us a little bit about how you got even into photography, because a lot of people are like, oh man, like I thought like once you're in the corporate world or have a, a nine to five, like that's, that's it. That's the rest of your life. So tell us how you fell into photography or found out and kind of that this was what you wanted to do. I will. And Sean, and I know that you were on a different route too. Um, so we have that in common. But yeah. yes, I, I, I started out and I, I really enjoyed being a lawyer. But after having my third kid, I realized I needed more flexibility. I always loved photography. It was my hobby. I think anybody can do it if they set their mind to it. And it was when I realized I wanted to have my own job and um, be with my kids more and set my own hours that that's when I decided to become a professor for photographer. And I have to tell you, I didn't just quit. I went back to school and I studied and I had my business in place before I quit law. And it was yeah. really hard at first. And I really did work hard. And what I worked hard at first was the photography, learning how to be a photographer in Photoshop. And it wasn't until this past year that I really started focusing on the business skills. And I didn't realize that I completely lacked them. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's something that so many photographers, and I'm sure the photographers listening to, look at it and say, oh, if, if I'm going to be one of the great photographers, run a photography business that is highly successful, well, if I take great photos, that means that I'll run a great business. And you kind of found out that that wasn't necessarily the case. So maybe bring us into the start of kind of more of that time period where you were struggling a little bit where it was like, oh, you know, I'm a talented photographer, but the pieces just aren't falling in place. Like, what did that look like for you and your business during during that time? Well, I realized that I loved what I was doing. I was happy with what I was doing, but I wasn't making money. And then, and then I 
I went to sync and I met a lot of photographers and these photographers were making tenfold what I was. And I was realizing that it's not necessarily, I mean, my clients love my work. It's not necessarily my work versus their work, but why can't I be making that money? And then I started to take the business classes and realize I, I just had it all. I didn't, it's not that I had it all wrong. I just didn't have it. I was just not doing anything right. When it wasn't that you weren't doing things right, it was that you were you were doing things that were right. I mean, I think that shooting and having the technicalities and all that stuff, I think that's highly important. But there are also things that we need to have in place in our business, right? Where we have to be able to know our numbers. We need to be able to say, take a step back and say, okay, I need to photograph this many clients this year, which will bring in this revenue, which will end up hitting my bottom line in this manner. And So it wasn't that you were doing things wrong or that you weren't doing the right things as much as it was you were doing things, but prioritizing them maybe in the wrong way. Am I, am I right to say that? Yeah, Sean, I agree. And that's why I was so lucky to have found you because really what you did, and this was even after I upped my game and learned some business skills, what you did was you actually, through your senior photography academy, you drove me to take a step back in my business. And the first thing was to learn my why. I didn't even know what a why was. Why am I doing this? And what are my differentiating factors? What sets me apart from other senior photographers? And to change my mindset and set my business up for success by knowing my numbers. And really, when I say knowing my numbers, it's it's talking about my variable costs, my personal expenses, all those numbers being accountable. You even set up the accountability group where I have a, I have yeah. an accountability partner. And then you held me accountable. You said, Erica, you're going to, I'm going to check with you in two weeks. And then changing in changing my mindset, setting goals and actually putting on paper two week goals, one month goals. And then also a big part of that, Sean, was you taught me about marketing and marketing consistently marketing to various platforms, including TikTok. But most importantly, Sean, it was about marketing, not just not just marketing, but marketing with intention, it, with everything going back to my why and my differentiating factors. That sets 100%. me up. 100%. Yeah. Well, and, and what I want to do too is is give people a little a little bit of an understanding of where you were, let's even say like, 24 months ago. Like if you had to take your business back 24 months, you know, look back 2 years ago, where how would you describe where you were at in your business? I think that well, I was at a different part of my business. I wasn't as heavily into senior photography, but my business skills are not what they are today. So, I was a I, you know, I'd like to say I'm I, I'm I'm good at what I do as a photographer, but I didn't realize that it wasn't enough to just be a photographer. You have to be marketing. You have to be all these other things. You have to know. You have to be on. Yes, I had business insurance. Yes, I had contracts. Yes, I had certain things in place. But all the things that you taught me, I didn't have in place, and I and I lacked that focus. Well, and, and you're not alone either. Like, I think there are a lot of photographers out there where it's like, 
business insurance? Like I need to have that. And what's a, what's a variable cost and all that. So let's dive into, cause one of the things that I've seen you do really successfully is be able to take a step back and assess and analyze where you're at right now, what you need to do in the future. Talk us through that process because I think that it's so easy and I do this myself in my business where you get going and you kind of have that momentum and it feels like you're making progress. It feels like you're doing that right, the right steps, like the right thing. And then all of a sudden it goes a year or so and then you you kind of look back and you're like, oh my goodness, like that didn't really ever actually help my business. And one of the things that I think is is really tremendous that you've done is be able to actually take a step back to actually be able to say, hey, here's where I'm at in my business. I'm going to put this on pause or hit pump the brakes just a little bit and maybe talk us through about maybe why you felt like it was important to take a step back because I think it's really easy to get caught up in the momentum and a lot harder to look at your business from a from an analytical standpoint and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. So talk us through about why you felt the need to do that. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I was moving really fast, but without a lot of direction. And so by taking a step back, then you know, even though I was posting the social media, I didn't have the direction. And so by creating my why, my differentiating factors, I was able to post and, and somehow incorporate them in, into everything I post and all of my marketing. And, and then even though I raised my pricing and that was helpful for me in increasing my revenue, what you caused me to do, Sean, you required me to do is to sit down and, and with that spreadsheet, know my numbers and, and made sure that my pricing was at a point that I was able to reach a certain, that, that, that it, it, it was all in a line with the profit that I needed to make to get where, where I wanted to be. And that also goes along with the goal setting. Where, where do I want to be both professionally and personally? Totally. Well, and you know me, I'm like, if, if photographers um, don't want to deal with spreadsheets, I'm probably like the last person in the world that they want to talk to, because I'm sure, Erica, you know that spreadsheets are uh, so tremendously helpful. But going back to that, too, you know, you talked about that overwhelm. Let's let's unpack that a little bit, too, because a lot of photographers, I think, listening are just going to say, well, that's just a part of being a photographer. That's just something that happens you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get stressed. So what do you have to say to those photographers who almost just kind of accept the overwhelm, unlike you, where you said, you know what, this is not going to be part of my business. This is not going to be a part of who I am as a photographer. I'm going to actually take some steps and countermeasures to actually prevent that overwhelm, prevent being stressed. So how? I guess the main question is, how do you even recognize that you're at that stage? How did you do that? Well, through your senior photography academy, through all your classes, you made us realize how important it is to know it. And but even honestly, before then, because you wouldn't you wouldn't have been a part of the academy. And I'm going to stretch you to think a little bit, just like I do, you know, kind of okay. in the mastermind and stuff like that. But even before then, 
you wouldn't have enrolled had there not been an aha moment, right? Right. Yeah. So maybe walk us through, you know, what is that moment of you acknowledging? You're like, there needs to be change. Like for me, it was, and we can kind of dive into this story too. For me, you know, when I got started with photography, it was that moment where I said it, it was like this internal kind of desire or need it was and I kind of attribute it to I didn't want to look back in 5 10 15 years and regret the what if the what if I had been a photographer and I have a feeling there's probably a moment like that for you too when it comes to to overwhelm or feeling stressed where you're like you know what this isn't this isn't what my business needs to be this isn't what I want it to be was there ever that moment for you or maybe I yeah. It was once I got all my business skills in place, I became overwhelmed and I had, I was working too much. And then at one point, Sean, you were, you guided us towards what is, what are we making per hour? And I think I realized I was making a dollar per hour. Yeah. And so I said, I need to change this. I need to be working less and making more. And I need to take control over my life. I need to streamline and be able to have a balance with my business and my professional life. And it's, and it happens to everybody. That's not just me. Everybody feels that way. Oh yeah. And I think you're totally on the right track too, where it sometimes becomes more apparent when we actually put it into those, um, those numerical metrics, the, the quantitative measurements where we can actually look at it and say, okay, here's, you know, here's what I'm making per hour. or Here's how many hours I'm working a year. What would you say has been like the number one thing that's kind of helped you get past that overwhelm? Maybe like a technique, something that you changed in your business. What's that number one thing that has given you kind of that freedom back? You have given me a lot of tools to streamline my business. And I'll say the first thing I did was I started um, delegating my retouching or part of my retouching. Um, and that Sean, that's been amazing. Dude, isn't it like it in, and we'll kind of dive into that too. Cause I, I was, I was scared as heck to let go of editing and all of that process, but holy cow, like the amount of weight that's lifted off your shoulders. Did you feel that too? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so even just going over that, it kind of is that like the initial mindset that you have to get over and you're like, you know what, if I send out my images, nothing's going to change except for getting more time back. My clients aren't going to notice as long as it's up to the quality that you want. I'm going to have so much more time left. I'm going to be able to dedicate more time to what actually makes an impact in my business, being able to serve my clients better. What was like the number one thing that you got back from delegating those tasks, like being able to shift your attention to or et cetera? shifting my attention to the things that I wanted to be. I want to be a photographer. I want time with my family. I want to be taking pictures. So by delegating out things that don't have, that I don't have to be the one to do. Um, and it's not just the, re- that's just the first thing. The first step is the retouching. I have so many things on my list that I'm going to be delegating out because of you, but it, it lets me do what I really want to be doing, which is taking photos. Yeah. 
Well, and I and I was, you know, and I kind of I tell you this all the time. This is not what I did for you. I think that you all I think every photographer internally has the ability to do it. I think it's just a matter of finding that guidance. And let's also dive into this a little bit, too. And I, I'm sure you can speak to this. But one of the biggest things that I see with photographers is it's not so much, you know, me or another photographer that they hired or bought their course or whatever. It's actually you guys. It's actually you being willing to stop what you're doing. And that's kind of the, you know, the theme of of taking a step back and it, it recognizing it to start out because you guys don't necessarily do it because somebody else told you to. You have an internal, I don't know what we want to call it, a switch, a, a trigger that all of a sudden you recognize, okay, here's what I've been doing. Here's what I need to do because it's a mental shift to get you to switch directions. It's, uh, you know, it's not easy doing one thing and then all of a sudden, you know, doing one thing for 10 years and then all of a sudden saying, you know, this photographer comes along and <laughs> Sean tells you, all right, you got to run your numbers. You got to start marketing different. Like that's an internal struggle right there. That's, that's something that you have to take a step back and say, okay, am I, am I committed to making the change? So what was it that made you actually understand that some sort of change needed to to happen to take that leap of faith. I I, I'm, I think I might have said this, or sorry if I already said this, is that it was seeing the photographers around me that were making a lot more money and had a lot more time and being able to juggle it. And also, Sean, it's like, everybody's busy and you just have to make a, make it a priority and we all have priority lists. So this became a priority of mine during this COVID period. And actually this was my busiest year ever. So that's awesome. um, You know, so I owe this all to all of my education and, and, and to the support that you've given me. And so, yeah, deciding to make, to, to invest, you, you know, ignorance gets you nowhere. I think in photography, whatever field you're in, you have to constantly be learning. And if you're not learning, you're just going to fall behind. Yeah, totally. Well, and going off of that, you mentioned this being your busiest year ever. Do you mind sharing some numbers of how many seniors you photographed and what your average is? Cause I think it'll blow away some photographers. Well, I want to say I photograph, I do different genres, probably 50 when I combine teens and seniors. Do you want me to give you my actual numbers of what I was? Yeah. Just like ballpark it for people. Ballpark was maybe went from 300 average sale per client to 3000 average sale per yeah, client. I knew you were going to say that. That's tremendous that's like a tenfold that's you literally tenfold increased your prices i did and thank you sean well it wasn't all it wasn't all me a half of that is a leap of faith and just saying hey here's what i'm gonna do like i'm gonna make it happen and you brought up an interesting point where this was the busiest year ever and i'm curious to see if you think the same thing that i that i've kind of attributed this to but why do you think that this was your busiest year ever? Well, number one, I think I think that during COVID, people saw more value in photography now more than ever. 
And Sean, you always hear people say, well, people aren't going to spend that kind of money where I live. People aren't going to spend that, not where I live, not in my town. I, I do believe that you can find the poorest towns where people find photography is their priority. And so I think that it's not just that people put value in photography, but also that using this time to market with intent that we talked about, people saw the value in me that they might not have otherwise seen. Yeah. Well, and and even going a little bit deeper too, because I actually, I've seen the, I've seen this in a lot of photographers where the, the photographers, they usually say, you know, there are people that value photography. However, what I've also found is that the photographers that are not doing well right now, the photographers, because let's be real. There are a lot of photographers listening who are like, I can't relate right now. There are a lot of photographers listening and said, you know what? My business this year was the worst. I hardly booked any clients. I hardly made anything. And they're they're hearing you talk and they're like, holy cow, like $3,000 averages, like 50-ish clients a year between seniors and teens. Like, how can that be me? And one of the very first things that I usually say is it's not necessarily about, you know, how many clients you're taking on or, or what you're priced at. Or it is what you're priced at technically, but one of the things is how are you actually positioning your brand? And we can talk a little bit about this too, because I, I know that you want to dive into kind of your marketing plan. But one of the things is how are you positioning your brand? Are you one of the photographers that's the budget photographer? Or are you somebody who is going to really invest in your client who's going to create that high-end experience. So I guess my question to you, Erica, is do you feel like being positioned at a higher price point actually has allowed you to to find some of that success this year? Yes, I agree with you 100%, Sean. And you've talked about this, is that I market myself as a boutique photographer. Um, I tell them I'm not a shoot and burn. I'm a product-based photographer. Everybody sees my my products, whether it's in person or right now I'm sending videos of products and I'm marketing the experience and I'm marketing all my differentiating factors and people are seeing value because they're, they're seeing value in my higher pricing and my products, things that, things that they um, can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Well, and one of the things too, I wanted to talk to you about is, is how you've revamped your marketing plan. So talk us a little bit about what you're doing in marketing right now and kind of what you feel like is most important. So give some, you know, some of those goodies to other photographers who might be like, I have no idea where to start with my marketing right now. Okay. So the little things are the, I mean, the little thing, I love your TikTok crash course, Sean. And I started on TikTok doing behind the scenes, posting videos, a lot of video. And video lets them see me and who I am. And you taught me that. And then um, my son and I started doing these Facebook Lives. And I I love the Facebook Lives because it's not scripted. We just sit and my son and I will talk. We'll do Facebook lives when we're taking a walk. We'll do it when we're making dinner or when we're just sitting there hanging out. But we were able to just talk on the spot and talk back and forth. And people see 
me, who I am. They see my authentic personality and he's able to ask me questions. I think that, that, that the Facebook live has really gotten a lot of attention. Um, I don't see a lot of photographers doing that. Um, and I know how you do. I mean, what do you think, Sean? I see all your IGTVs and your IGTVs are amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, and we'll throw in I'll throw in a link to um the the free TikTok crash course too cuz if people are like listening and they're like holy cow what the heck is I got to be on TikTok now and I got to be on Instagram Reels and all that it, stuff but It's so good. What, and Sean, show put in a link to your TikTok so everybody can follow you on TikTok. Yeah, well, I'll put that in the show notes too. Um and one of the things that you've been doing really well is that video marketing, but you you touched on a point where it was talking about the, I think I forgot what you said exactly, but kind of talking about seeing who you are and let's talk a little bit about that and kind of the importance of doing that in this generation and maybe why that's generated so much buzz around your Facebook lives just because they get to know you. So have you seen that kind of, I don't know, uh, perpetuated in your, in your Facebook lives and as a result, booking clients from it? Absolutely. Um, I, the clients that are calling me now, so we started the Facebook lives, my son and I, like a month ago. Um, and since then people call me and they call me and they say, oh, we saw that Facebook live that you and Jake did. And so we know all about this or we know about that. And they, they get, they feel like they know me by the time they have me on the phone. And it actually, when, when the clients call me, I do spend about an hour interviewing them based on their application and talking to them, but they already come into this. They know I'm a print-based photographer. And they is know this, sorry to interrupt. Is this for your senior teams or is this just like regular clients when you say clients? I So it applies to regular clients, but right now I'm focusing on my senior and team. Gotcha. Team. Okay. Sorry, continue. Um. Okay, I'm sorry, Sean. What, what was I? What was oh, I? Oh, you're all good. I know. I totally interrupted you. One of the things when you were talking about the Facebook Lives and and people knowing, you know, exactly what you're about, like who you are prior to even calling, and then when they pick up the phone, being able to say, "Oh yeah, no, we totally get that. We know you're product based. We know that you offer X Y Z. We know exactly what you're doing." So you were kind of speaking to how you're conveying that through your Facebook live. So maybe touch on a couple of things of what you're doing in those Facebook lives, like okay. maybe two or three of your top Facebook lives that you've done. Um, well, I just did one the other week. My son and I use a platform called StreamYard. I don't know a lot. He's the techie between the two of us. And that's where people can actually do Q and a during our, our lives. But really what we do is I will talk about, something special I'm doing with one of my um, senior reps or my ambassadors. And then he pops, he was on StreamYard and he's like, oh yeah, we did Project Beauty. And he put on a clip of Project Beauty. And then we talked about how I'm able to connect with everybody on my team. And then he'll show a video and he pulls up a video on the screen and he pulls up some photos on the screen. And I'm sitting here, we're, we're having this back and forth. And then when a subject comes up, through StreamYard, he was able to bring these bring these things into the conversation, which was really cool. But but yes, yeah, so back cool. to what you were saying is that yes, people see see me and they hear me and they're like, she's a real person, she's authentic, and 
you know, she's sometimes silly. She's sometimes funny. You know, it's, 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 they get to know me. I'm not just like some, um, just, Anyway, I, I'm sorry, my, my son's here in the back background giving me some, like we do on Facebook Lives, he's trying to make suggestions. I'm not following you, Jake. Um, but we're able, we're, we're, able to, um, we're able to talk on the Facebook Live and have this back and forth, which, which does get a lot of attention and they get to see who I am, which is really great. All right, you're back. Sorry, we lost right. you for a sec. Oh, do you need me to repeat anything? No, we'll just we'll just make a, a technical difficulty at it. But um, one of the what well, you're talking about, you know, the importance of Facebook Live and all that stuff, and being able to show exactly what you're doing. And so that's one of the things that I don't think a lot of photographers do is they don't share about what they actually are doing, where they almost expect that their clients know. Did you ever experience that in your business where you almost were not telling your clients what you were doing just because you almost halfway expected them to know? Yeah, you expect it. And, and Sean, you said one time, like, people don't join you because of free photos. People don't join us. People, people will join your team because of the connection that they make, a connection that they might not have otherwise made. And so that's what they're seeing with the Facebook Live. They're making connections. And they're, yeah. they're, 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 see something there that they can connect with. Yeah. It sounds like your phone's ringing off the hook. You or, you know, it's a fax machine. I'm in my house. <laughs> there's a fax machine going off. I don't know how to stop it. No, I love it. So when, um, it seems like video has been like a really core piece of your marketing. Yes. Yes. Because of you, I think it's gone. I think video is just expanding whether it's TikTok, IGTV, or Facebook Lives, and Sean, with, with your video class, which I think everybody should go out there and take, I want to do more videos with my clients. I have Right now I have my son, but when he goes back to LA, I'm going to have to do the video on my own. But yeah. video is, it's, we live in a virtual world, and video is just what really, I think, will take your marketing to the next level. One, you're gonna have to just start delegating video when you lose your when you lose your your tech guy, right? Your yeah, son. and I know you do that, which is great. And yes, I yeah. will. I will right yeah, now. I'm, when I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say, I was say I'm big on on delegating video and outsourcing. I almost hardly touch video when it comes to my business anymore, except for if it's being produced for the client, like in a senior year film or something like that. But all my marketing stuff is that's video. All that's all outsourced now. Yes. And, and I'm fortunate that my son went to USC film. So he's a filmmaker. So he's, yeah, you got the, <laughs> you got lucky with that one. You're like, you got the top notch videographers and all that stuff right in your corner. For now until he leaves me. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we kind of get to the end, what are maybe like your top two or three things that if you could tell a photographer who is struggling with their business that, maybe is feeling that overwhelm, who's feeling like they need to do something to kind of revamp their business, who's looking to go from that $300 to $3,000 sales average. What are like those top two to three pieces of advice that you want to give them or that you want to be able to tell them? What I would like to say, Sean, is, is like we discussed, it's to stop 
take a step back. Don't be afraid to take a step back. And Sean, I, I would tell them to take part in your senior mass, your mastermind, your senior photography academy. Here, we lost you. Would you mind um, doing that again? Can we start okay. from the top real quick? Okay, Sean, what I would, what the advice I would give would be to tell those photographers not to be afraid to take a step back in their business, make the time for this, join your senior photography academy and when it's open, join your senior mastermind when it's open and really learn your why, learn your differentiating factors, figure out how to take your business to the next level. Because honestly, Sean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, don't be so hard. I think that I think you you deserve more credit than you're giving yourself. Thank you. But awesome. And then as we kind of sign off, what is maybe let's look at uh, what you're planning on doing in like the next six to 12 months with your business. Anything fun or cool planned? Well, actually, yes. Um, Definitely making more videos, definitely doing more marketing. But I actually have gotten. yeah, my son's saying making a new website. My website's horrible. <laughs> but something really that I found that has differentiated me is something that other photographers might not do. And I'm actually I I I'm going to be doing a podcast in a couple of weeks with um a college planner. And because she found that a lot of the things that I do, like for example, I have one of my ambassadors is a photography assistant, one is a fashion assistant. We're giving them titles and she's going to help them and advise them how they can put that on a resume for college. And so not that that's why anybody should do these things, but they're doing them anyway. So why not use it in a way that can help them? So this is something new to me that's just developed over the past couple months, but it's really something that these kids love to give. They love to give to charity. They love Project Beauty. They love doing all these things. And so all these new collaborations and new things and new ways of marketing are things that not just sets me apart, but that really gets these teens excited to be a part of my program. That's super cool. Thanks to you, Sean. Thanks to you. Well, and that's super, I think it's you just taking the tools and applying it for what you see fit to do, right? I think that's the biggest thing because I'm one of those, I, I'm one of those people where it's like, I want to teach you guys to think for yourself. And that's something I think that you've done really, really well is taking the tools and then taking that to the next level that of something that works for your business, right? That's, that's what this is all about at the end of the day is figuring out what works for you guys what actually plays to your strengths rather than saying, okay, here's a set formula that I need to follow. Here's what I'm going to do. And if I do this, then my business is going to prosper. That's kind of, you know, the old school formulaic model. And I think that, you know, I'm very much about the, the education that adheres to what works for you in your business. That's at the end of the day, if something doesn't work for you, don't do it. But at the same time, don't be afraid to push your boundaries a little bit. I think that that's exactly what you've done in terms of your your marketing. You talk, you know, touched on why it's so important to talk about your why and how that's led to more clients and getting out out of the box with Facebook Live. So it's not anything that I've done. It's I've given you kind of it's it's almost like you were asking for permission to do that stuff because deep down you knew that it needed to happen. And I'm so proud of you for for making it happen and taking your business to to where it is today. 
Thank you, Sean. But I, I'm grateful because you gave me the structure and the motivation and honestly made us all in your group accountable to go back and to take that step backward because that was part of the pathway that you set forth in your academy and your and your mindset group. So I want to say thank just, you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for, you know, taking the step and investing in, in your education because I think that that's so hugely valuable. And I know it's one thing that had I not in the beginning, oh my goodness, Lord knows who, where I would be right now. It probably would not be here. It would have been a long, windy path to get here. But tell tell people where they can find you, where they can get in touch with you if they want to send you a direct message. Where can they reach you? Um, they can reach me on my website is ericalandphotography.com. My Instagram is Erica Keysland. Um, and that's where they can find me. I love it. Anything else you want to let our viewers know before, uh, before we sign off? Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Um, well, Sean, I just, I just want to say, um, Thank, thank you so much for inviting me. This is such a great honor. Um, I really appreciate it. And I just, I just think all your, um, your courses are just amazing. And um, obviously, if anybody wants to DM me to ask specifics about the classes, please feel free. And, I, and, and yes, I do think that I do, I, I do think that anybody can do this. And, and if you're stuck in photography and, and it's you can't do this piecemeal, you can't just ask one question. You really do need to invest in, in classes that really cover everything. I couldn't and, agree more. And it, is, and, it is, and it is work, but it's worth it. Obviously, it's worth it. Yeah, there's no quick fix, but it's once you figure out, okay, what do you what do you need to do? And, you know, even like you said, there's no one quick fix. It's not a one line answer that's going to completely change your business. It might help. It might get you kind of going in the right direction, but it's definitely going to, you know, that holistic approach is going to be really what allows you to take your business to the next level of learning. Okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I need to be doing or the direction that I should be going. And so I think that that piece of, I think that that piece of advice of don't be afraid to invest in your education, whether, you know, that's, whether that's me or somebody else, like, I don't care. I care about you being able to move your business forward. That's it. That at the end of the day, that's all I want. I think you're exactly right on investing in, in the quality education that's going to get you there. And, and Sean, obviously you, you're, you, you started out with learning the business first. And if more photographers did, well, I can't look back. I can't go back in time. I can only move forward. So, you know, now's the time. There's no better time than now than to stop and take that step back. I love it. There's no better time than now. Erica, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And who knows, maybe we'll be updating, uh, having you up on another podcast a year or two from now when all of a sudden you're doing $6,000 averages or something like that and absolutely crushing it even more than you are. Thank Thank you, Sean. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on. Lots of really amazing info in that. Just to break it down, you know, talking about why it's so important to sometimes invest in your education. I always go back and say, 
that there is a plethora of information out there. So whatever you need to learn in your business, you can learn it. It's just a matter of, are you doing it in the quickest, most efficient way? And I think Erica brought us some really, really great topics of conversation to the, to the forefront along with stepping back just taking a minute to realize that where you are in your business, sometimes it's okay to just slow it down a little bit. And eventually you'll understand what you need to do to get it to go forward. You know, take one step back to go 10 steps forward or however the saying goes. So super excited. Thank you all again for tuning into the Shoot for Success Photography Podcast. Cannot wait for more episodes coming your guys' way. And as always, I'll see you guys on the next episode. See you guys soon. Mm -hmm.